You're listening to Thursday Mornings with Alex and Don. GMAD. Don is a pastor with 40 years experience. And Alex is just as curious as you are. We look at the most important and interesting questions about the Bible and Christian faith. So let's talk about it. Pastor Don. Good morning, Alex. How you doing? Real good. I've got a pulse and everything. You're sure? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. You're good at finding that pulse pretty quick every yeah. time. I, um, I do it often. <laughs> Have to check, you know. Sure. Are you still alive, Don? Yeah, uh-huh. I'm still alive, yeah. Well, everyone, thanks for joining us today. We've got a good episode today. Um, hopefully, I have some fun with it, too. And uh, <laughs> You do that, and I always wonder, oh, my goodness, where are yeah. we ending up on this time? Well, yeah, I like to get you a little bit nervous before we start. That's I noticed always fun. that. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it brings me a little bit of joy for some reason. Consider it pure joy, my brothers. Okay? <laughs> there you go. Yep. Yeah, you didn't have enough trials and tribulations, so no. that's why you keep Just coming attitude. back. Yeah. yeah, all right. So today, I want to talk about the relationship of church and state <laughs> okay okay um and a little bit of history on this okay and i'm not gonna go, hopefully not gonna go through the huge part of it but it kind of started in 1644 oh really roger williams the founder of rhode island and the first baptist church in america called for a wall or hedge of separation between the secular world and the sacred church. Now, 1644, we know that was well before the United States was established, but that was kind of his his desire. Colonial America. That's right. So he believed the mixing of the two would cause both to become corrupt, um, and Williams created a colony where the freedom to worship was a right for all. And this influenced, influenced American thinking for centuries to come. Um, though they didn't use the phrase separation of church and state... The framers of the Constitution debated the extent to which the government should support religion. Um, and that was kind of, there were some that said, you know, it should be heavy, right? Um, you know, we, with the parts of it that we still see today, you know, is that the, the Ten Commandments for a while, and in some states, were in the courtroom. Right. And I always thought it was funny that they're like, we can't have that in the courtroom. It's religious. And you're like, but these are, these are just things like these are this is justice what do you what do you yeah you know um jefferson immortalized that phrase separation of church and states in a letter um because they were concerned about the status as a religious minority the baptist community penned a letter to the president expressing fear about religious religious persecution jefferson responded emphasizing that the first amendment's free exercise and establishment causes together built a wall of separation between church and state. So it couldn't be indoctrinated because then it violated that very first amendment, which was at the most important part to them for the establishing of the United States. That being said, what do you think? Do you think that it should be separate? Do you think it shouldn't? Oh, it should be separate. It should be separate. Yeah, okay. and, and you know, part of that Baptist response was out coming out of the Reformation, yeah, and the persecution, and many of groups came out of Europe because of the persecution mm-hmm. in Europe at the end of the Holy Roman Empire, and all the things that were part of that. So this this is a transition from the Holy Roman Empire. Everybody's Christian. Everybody's Roman. Everybody's governed by the Pope, if you would, uh, to to now. This is scary stuff. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm a Baptist or Anabaptist yeah. or uh, uh, a Moravian, then I'm persecuted. Right. 
by my nation, by the government. And so coming to the United States, definitely, there was a lot more feeling that those two things need to be separate yeah. and allowed people to then practice their faith freely. Yep. Yep. Without persecution. And then it was law, right? Right. Yep. Yeah. And then it was law. Understanding on the other side that much of our understanding of justice comes from our faith. Yes. Doesn't matter which faith you're part of. Our understanding of what is just comes from our who we believe God is. Right. And there's a lot of things in ju- justice and your justification for um, your ideologies are all kind of in that same group. And that's, and that's why the founders, or not necessarily all the founders, but... Some of them say, you know, you know, this is, here's the papers we got, follow these rules, hope you can keep it. Yeah. You know, and in the same breath saying, you know, a nation that this nation that we're building without God, without a religious people holding to higher authority is doomed to fail. So then you see them placing these, you know, on the money in God we trust. In God we trust. In the, in the, um, Pledge of Allegiance, right? So they knew they couldn't do it in the for because of they couldn't impose it on everyone. But like they can't say you have to worship God. But they're saying like, hey, these are some hints. Hint, this isn't going to work if we're if we're not a religious people, right? If we don't hold to moral standards, well, right? And, and that's that's where the little religious thing starts to waver a bit. So what are we religious about, right? You know, I think. The writer of Hebrews put it really succinctly. Faith is being sure of what you hope for and certain of what you do not see. And what I think has happened is, at that time, starting in a new nation, our hope was that everyone would flourish. Yeah. And this nation would flourish. And things would be well for everybody. But I'm not sure everyone's hope is the same today. Yeah. And so that affects our faith. Mm-hmm. Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Yeah. We're not heading in the same direction anymore. And some of us aren't looking for everyone to flourish, just us. Right. And so that changes a nation. Yep. And I uh, just heard something this morning, you know, a, a uh, strong nation predict, uh, creates good times. Good times creates a weak nation. Weak nations then have bad times. Right. And bad times create strong nations. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's true. I mean, it's not necessarily something to say every single time you see a person acting or a nation acting in a weak way, because there's a little bit to the, you know, the older generation always thinks the younger generation's a bunch of hooligans and don't know what they're thinking, but there's a lot of truth to it still. I hate to say it. There mm-hmm. is. Pause right there. Pause right there. Okay. And another part of the the um, the separation, like this principle of the separation, that I thought. Well, actually, I'm going to save that to the end, actually. Never mind. Um, it had to do with the division of the states. Oh, yeah. Right? So how each state is different and why that was so unique and interesting is that actually a state, while holding on to that First Amendment principle, could actually do things a little bit differently, which I thought was interesting. But uh, on your point of 
um, oh boy, I kind of lost Space. my train of thought, but the um, letting someone speak freely, and there's some people trying not to let that happen, right? Someone said this recently that, you know, and they're kind of a, a not a conservative talk show person, there's like a journalist that constantly gets bad press or where people yelling at him saying he's an idiot because of things he says. He's, you know, I used to be for the First Amendment, and I still am. But I don't think that this person, I think they should be kicked off of this whatever platform because they call for everyone else to be kicked off the platform. <laughs> and I thought, but isn't that kind of just doing the wrong thing then? You know, if, but it makes a little bit of sense, doesn't it? You know, if, if, if I'm allowing you secular person to believe what you want, but you don't think that I should be able to believe what I want, is that just my resentful or revengeful part of the human part of my, of my being that just wants to get even? Or should we meet that with kindness? Well, should meet that with kindness. But one of the things is we need to be engaging the conversation. Yeah. Because even the most radical minds need to have the conversation that brings them back to some sanity. Yeah. And we're just sort of letting it fly. Right. We don't really have forums for this discussion to happen. And, uh, you know, Congress and House of Representatives, those are places that those voices could be happening. But they, yeah. We don't even want to go to politics. Right. But that's one of the places. Those conversations of the extreme should happen. Yeah. And there should be enough respect that we forge a way sure. that makes things better for everybody. Mm-hmm. But they're not looking for better for everybody. Right. And that's part of our governor's problem. I'd say the church has the same problem. The conversations aren't happening. And the extremes are winning out. And it's tearing the church apart. Right. Because the conversations haven't happened. Right. So let me ask you a question. Maybe you have some kind of a solution to this is um, one of the most toxic things I see. And this is a red flag. Anytime you see this certain thing happen, and it's really easy. When you see a conversation or you're involved in a discussion and you make a certain point or defend something and the response is to label like, oh, well, you're this yeah. instead of continuing the conversation so the, the creating of a group creating of a of a, a oh so this is you now and we have already told all of everyone that that's bad right, right. so you see it a lot in politics it's it's so annoying like it doesn't even make me upset it's just like ugh, I'm, well now i'm just i feel like i should just turn this off but the question i have for you is if you're met with that, you're having a good conversation with somebody, you want to have this conversation, but you're met with the uh, just an unwillingness to hear your perspective or you or they start to group or associate you with some ideologies or, or people that okay. then they can be for sure that what you're saying is bad. Right. Do we just walk away? Do we continue that conversation? Well, I'd like to say so. So you... Enjoy putting that label. Are you sure that label totally fits me? Okay. Okay. You know, challenge it just a little bit with an open question. Ask a little bit for clarity. Are are you sure that label totally fits me? Okay. I think that's one of uh, Greg Kokel, the the stand to reason. He's an apologist. That's one of his like tactics, I think is what he calls it. He's like, what do you mean by that? Yeah. Um, So that they have to identify it. Yeah. uh, if, if we, and I'm going to include myself in this, if we 
put labels on others so that we can quickly categorize them, then we're not giving them an individual opportunity right. to respond, mm -hmm. and, and we don't understand them. No. We'll, we'll just, we understand the label, you're the label, yep. goodbye. The hardest part about that is, is that most of the time, if you're doing that gaining clarity thing, is that they're doing all the talking. That's hard for me, guys. That's hard I, I, I want to do that. So yeah, I want to get in there. Yeah. And I'm yeah. going to start interrupting, but let them talk. Let them get through that. Let the wait until their voice level comes down a little bit and just keep asking those questions because at a certain point, yeah. they're going to find themselves in an area where maybe they're done talking and you can address them later, but then at least you haven't damaged that relationship yet. Right. There's your pathway. And, and then I like the two and a half to three seconds of silence with eye contact. Yes. Yes. After mm -hmm. they finally stop talking, mm -hmm. it's sort of like, really? Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, the... <laughs> Oh boy. It's yep. honoriness. I'm sorry. It's just bred in me. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, it's it's a good thing to have in you, I think. All right. So we're we're gonna we're gonna this will be a little bit shorter episode because my recording device is dying. Um I was doing a lot of even research as we this speak. morning. Even as we speak, but I thought it would be fun to rank rank the state mottos. Oh but I got some questions. All right, so how many states are there? 50. Not 52? Not yet. Okay. Give them a couple more sessions. Uh-huh. All right. How many of the state mottos mention God? Uh, I, 14. So the official, of the official ones, it's five. Five. One, wow. Two, three, four, five. Now, and that's explicitly says god okay um or or capital h he or explicitly the christian god wow, you know what that's, I mean? okay. that's even less than i thought right but there's a lot of them that are are um i, I mean i'm sorry there's six i'm i see now that i missed one there's a lot of them that have christian values for for, for instance even the district of columbia justice really? justice for all justice for all yes um, so I'd like to go through some of them cause some of them are, and it just, it shows you why, at least I think that every state needs to be independent, right. Of their own to a certain extent, a few rules up at the top at the federal, whatever. Right. And then because we're so different, we it's are. like, it's weird yeah. that we separate this thing by land. It's like, but the looking back at when they all put these mottos into place, you see where everything was different. So Alabama, we dare defend our rights. Very fitting for Alabama, <laughs> right? Yeah. Alaska, north to the future. Mm -hmm. Very fitting. Arizona, God enriches. Mm. California, I have found it. Or Eureka. Eureka. That came actually like right during the gold rush, right? No doubt. Um, Colorado, nothing without Providence. Connecticut, he who transplanted still sustains. Oh, yeah. Lib uh, Delaware, Liberty and Independence. And I'm going to skip through some of them now because some of them uh, aren't as fun or yeah. tribute. But uh, Florida's is, is in God We Trust. That's so, good. Yeah, I kind of took that from and there and all the states have like a secondary and a primary one. Right. But these are the ones like that would be on their coin or that the Latin phrase is on their flag or okay. something like that. Georgia, wisdom, justice, moderation. 
Hawaii, the life of the land is perpetuated in righteousness. Ooh. A little wordy, but there you go. Perpetuated in righteousness. Idaho, let it be perpetual. I don't know what that means. Um, Indiana's is the crossroad of America. Iowa is, of course... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I, I wouldn't be able to call. Our liberties we prize and our rights we will maintain. Good. Okay. Uh, oh, well, how about Kansas then? E pluribus unum. Ad astra per aspera. Oh, that's right. To the stars through difficulties. Yeah, that fits Kansas. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm sorry, Midge Appling. I missed that one. Uh huh. <clears throat> Kentucky, let us be grateful to God. Like that one. That one might be number one. We'll see. Um, Massachusetts, by the sword we seek peace, but peace only under liberty. If you Michigan, this one is. I mean, chef's kiss. It's so silly. If you seek a pleasant peninsula, look about you. Oh, okay. So weird, obscure, and I, I, we, I mean, I don't know what that means, but I think they were up north too long. (laughs) Yeah. Well, um, Mississippi by valor and arms, very fitting for Mississippi as well. Um. New Mexico, it grows as it goes. (laughs) (laughs) Even a virus does that. North Carolina, this one's heady. To be rather than to seem. Okay. Sure. Too much Shakespeare in that bunch. Yes. Okay. Um, Ohio, with God, all things are possible. Yeah. Gold star, like that one. Oregon, she flies with her own wings. Okay, likely. Honorable mention, Puerto Rico. John is his name. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah. It's his name. Uh, uh, This is from an official website. I promise this wasn't off of Wikipedia. So, uh, South Dakota, under God, the people rule. Okay. Tennessee, agriculture and commerce. Sure. Texas, friendship. That's it. That's it. Wow. There's plenty of other ones that are more popular, but um, that is the official one from 1930. Okay. Yeah. Um, Virginia, thus always to tyrants. Oh. Yeah. And that was 1776. Thus always so to it's the, it's tyrants. So it's the thus part. It's like a against. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, Washington, by and by. <laughs> Yep. And a lot of these are silly sounding, but it they're they must fit something. It, and that one's kind of like they're unofficial, but it's the, you know, the the whatever language they're using and it is what it is. But Okay. West Virginia, mountaineers are always free. Sure are. Yeah. And Wyoming equal rights. And okay. I skipped some of them in there, but I like Ohio and Kentucky and what was the South Dakota? South Dakota, yes, Arizona, Florida. Yep, yep. A lot of them mentioned God in there and they wanted that part to be in there because it kind of gives you a snapshot of what it was like at that time. So, And we think of the pioneers that were putting those states together at the time. as What was important at the time, yeah. Yeah. Because putting that together, like, wait, what do we want everyone to... um, what do we want everyone? What do we want to enshrine into the ideology of this state? Right. And yeah, a lot of those were really good. Remember. Yeah. 
None of those were bad virtues. I mean, mm-hmm. some of them, like Michigan, were ah, confusing and yeah. almost worthless. But um, a lot of them were good things that they wanted good things to happen. So I think that's that sounds like good hope. Yes, I agree. And Will faith. you pray us out on that? We can do that. All right. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the privilege you give us to be together, to to be brothers and sisters. And we do pray that we would consolidate our hope in you and move forward to the goals that you have for us. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Well, everyone, thanks for joining us today. Looks like we made it with the battery power here. Just barely, yeah. Thanks for coming along with me on that, Don. That was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> insightful. If you got more questions, you know, send us, send them our way. Uh, happy to answer all those things, and it's a lot of fun. But yeah, we like this community that's sending in questions and, and engaging with us. It's it's a real blessing to us. So, um, w- um, I guess we will see y'all next week, Lord willing. Bye. Thanks again for joining us for this week's episode. We are both having a ton of fun making these videos and episodes. And if you're having fun too, please tell a friend about this and help us to grow this mission. Thank you and God bless.